Colin, being off your phone, please. Anti-social anti person. Yeah, well, I've never made any secrets about that. Welcome everyone and to our first vodcast episode. Up until now you've only heard our voices, um, but today we're introducing every part of ourselves to you. Um, we have regulars on our show, uh, on our podcast. Um, you'll notice there's two other people and that matches the number of people on our podcast as well. So we have Dean to my extreme, my immediate right. <laughs> you can't be extreme. Yeah, that's true. Hi. So, this is Dean. Um, and this young man over here to my extreme <laughs> right is one Prash or Gooch as we call him. Oh, so, anything else to add guys? How have you been? Cold. Cold. <laughs> I am wearing a scarf. I'm wearing like a sweat. There's a hoodie. There's some hoodies. In possession. I have talked on. Yep. So it is. It is quite cold here in South Africa. I think, as we mentioned on previous podcast as well, Um, and this one's actually going to be a bit different to the others. Mm. I think. um, Not just because it's video. Not just because it's video as well. Um, I think it. You'll get to see the stresses on our faces when we when we talk. You'll get to see expressions and emotions. You know when we do respond and that perhaps something that didn't come through in the in the podcast themselves which is why which is one of the added reasons why we're why we're doing this all our weird mannerisms which we have plenty so please don't mind us and right so i think the the idea for this one was just a um, off the top of your head sort of thing mm-hmm. um, i asked the guys earlier in the week to grab um, you know from pop culture or from from social media what um, quick videos that they see um, that are being put out there, um, you know, in terms of um, advice, yes, yeah. influ- influ- influential advice, for example, um, and just whether you know we perhaps would agree with those things and what what comments we would have. So I just asked them to collect some of some things, um, and we're just going to shoot on it. So there's no preparation here. So it's just quick shoot on you know whether we agree and and what are basic thoughts on we on the couch potato that's it right i mean the three potatoes on couch on on, 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 on a couch um yeah so we're just gonna go yeah so um who wants to go first couch potato i can i can go for it um, go for it like there were a lot of videos that i looked at and you know how so recently we've also been discussing like different topics of what we wanted to do yeah. so one of the topics that we were talking about is like you know um, guys versus ladies and stuff and it was always a thing of like the older generations versus the newer generations and how they've changed right yeah. so there was that one video by Mike Cassie I think Yash will try and like stitch it in and put it on there where he discusses like when you go to a restaurant who pays right and and that video was when I watched that video for the first time I was like yo I mean that's changed so much in, in the last I don't know 20 really years has, so, yeah. you know so <clears throat> It's, and, and he asks the audience, you know, who pays? And someone, I think, yells out the man or something, right? And then everybody starts, like, laughing and stuff. But then he goes into, like, the, the what, w- like, how the genders are, are different, but also, like, what, what each gender expects from each other, right? And that, for me, is something that, that like, we should, we should discuss, I think, as people, but also understand that, like, there's two parts of it. There's one thing that you expect something from from your SO or your partner or a different gender, but also uh, are they taught to, to are, are you taught also how to act with that other gender? So there's one thing like the expectation versus 
um, what you're taught in, in a situation. And you'll find that some people are like, no, men should always pay for, for the food, right? And then his question was like, what does the woman provide, you know? And it, it, it comes out to be one of those things where like the, the one gender now has to provide a certain type of, of um, how do you say, um, role. function or role, mm-hmm. right? And then the other gender has to obviously provide the rest of the roles. And I think that has shifted so much in the last so, yeah. 10, 15 years, right? Even longer, right? And I think it's so important that you, you find in some cultures that it's still a little bit similar, right? But it, it, to the old ways, and in some cultures now, it's like completely different. You get um, uh, some couples where the woman, and I know one couple where the, the, the lady works and the husband is at home. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, I know more than one couple. The trade has been quite. Yeah. yeah. How so, did you do that? So please, please tell me how. I'm like, no. gaming all day. But I mean, it's 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 not like you're doing nothing. It's a job on its own, right? And guys yeah. are learning different skills, and women are learning different skills as well, right? Not to say that one gender didn't know the skill before, or whatever. But I think people are expanding their their abilities. And I think the acceptance yeah. of the role is exactly. changing. Right? And I think it's so important that people understand that, you know, almost anybody can do anything. But you also get those scenarios where people will say like, I think I saw Dave Chappelle was saying, he was like obviously doing a comedy stint and he was like, um, you know, what happens if Le- LeBron James decides now that he wants to change his gender, right? Does he now still play in the NBA? Or does he go to the WNBA and score like 180 points a game? The biggest girl ever. No, but you know what I'm saying, right? So there's obviously the different uh, abilities that uh, a male has over a female. There's, look, there's, a, the, there's now a whole host of um, different uh, people that, that want to classify themselves as different um, gender, gender types, yeah. gender roles, yeah. all of yeah. those things. But for me, at the end of the day, it's more of a thing where you as a person should always try to focus on your abilities what you can do what you can't do right but also when you're finding someone in a relationship for example find someone that that you would like to compliment you Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. not to say that you shouldn't be your own person and all of that stuff but a relationship is also give and take right so you want someone that's some people like it where the other person is exactly the same as they are some people like it where the other person is not nearly close to them, but they complement each other, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And I think it's so important that people understand that it's it's not about um, what they can't do for me. It's about what can I bring to this, right? And that was something that I wanted uh, to discuss, like between between us, because I I've also seen you get this thing of everybody's like, what can this person do for me? Right, and I'm, I'm trying to bring yeah, it back to the initial. What can this person do for me? But I'm learning over and over that it's not about what this person brings to me. It's how much I can give to this person of myself yeah. and see how that person grows, right? With what I can give, and that I think is something that's so important for people to to understand in in things like relationships and stuff. It's interesting that you talk about what you can give the other person because, for me, it's not about what the other person bring into my life or what I bring into hers. It's what we both bring into this new entity called the relationship. Okay. And that's kind of how I approach it because you also want each other to have your own separate spaces and your own separate things and have your own separate points of view. And yeah, I think that's when relationships are arguably most interesting is when you have different points of view on stuff and you're eager to converse in a mm. mature way about that. Mm. Um, but I like the thinking though. It's the same 
thinking in the sense that you shouldn't be thinking what is this person bringing to me because they're not an acquisition yeah it's you're creating something new for sure yeah. and so you know um it's important to obviously communicate a, communicate that upfront as well yeah you know, it's it, it's like you're saying it's not um there's no gender specific roles um yeah. it mm-hmm. is like you're saying what are my capabilities what are my strengths and what what can i do for the other person as well it's yeah. not it's at some point sometimes relationships get transactional like people yeah. will keep accounts mm-hmm. like seriously like i've seen relationships where people keep accounts like it's really and i don't mean i don't mean financial accounts mm-hmm. i mean okay this person yes exactly yeah. that mm-hmm. like this person did this okay then i'm going to do something as well yeah but oh shoot this person missed this step oh yeah. then i'm not going to do something as well yeah. like like you'll see transactional relationships happen mm-hmm. um after a lengthy period of time but Um, so I totally agree that there shouldn't be like gender specific roles. It shouldn't be um, transactional in that in that sense. Like uh, you do something, I do something, or sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do something. It should be give fully without expectation of anything in return. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, like Dean says as well, when you when you with the person, you entering into a relationship. It's and a new thing. Yeah. What are both of you bringing mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. okay? let let the man bring exactly. xyz or let the woman bring xyz and then only I'll bring my stuff in, in as well mm-hmm. you know it, it can't be it can't be a measure of of bring bring yeah there then, shouldn't be a legend exactly it yeah. shouldn't it shouldn't yeah. be that yeah. but but it has become that it sort of has become that way as well um i think it's look i think it's a way of people measuring it's also a thing of like you know we're not really taught how to be in a relationship no So when you I enter Yeah, right. So when you when you enter a relationship it's like this person did something for me. I I feel I must do something, yeah. right? Or I must provide something. But I think over time I've also learned that it's not about how much you bring compared to them. It's about what you have in you to give to that person. And you get some relationships where one person is like very giving sure. and one person has to like um like me for myself it took me so long to realize that i i have so much to give right mm-hmm. as myself right but if i try to measure what i can give to the other person then it just becomes this thing of i'm holding myself back in the relationship Correct. right yeah. and as you say it's some invisible measure that yeah, it's a together there, thing just, right so if you look at it like that there's one one sphere for example right just at some points in the relationship you will give more than the other person and then in other points the other person will naturally give more i think right? i remember in our, in our relationship podcast we we talked about this right there'll there'll be days and times where unfortunately like you're you're facing a low energy day for example mm-hmm. and you can't give your you just don't have the energy exactly. to give 100% exactly. and and when you're in a relationship it's about mm-hmm. making sure that you know mm-hmm. everyone steps up to to fill in certain gaps at certain times. Yeah. It's not it's not all the time. Like, you know, we also mentioned that relationship podcast that it's 100 100% all the time, not 50 50%. You have to give fully. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, it's something that people need mm-hmm. need to kind of understand mm-hmm. and and break the mm-hmm. the traditional stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like who pays for dinner? Mm-hmm. Um like nowadays, um <laughs> women will get angry at you if you like offer to pay the mm-hmm. entire bill. Mm-hmm. Like you either split the bill mm-hmm. um or it's okay you get the next one sort of thing right yeah. it's also yeah, so you get uh, now yeah. i've also experienced recently <laughs> when i was opening a door for someone i was like what are you doing <laughs> that sort of thing right i can open the door for myself yeah right so and and that that in that in the past is like being 
gentleman-like. Mm. Like there's, there's that always saying that guys need to be that whole gentleman sort of thing. Mm. Um, you know, uh, but there's that perception as well that you had to be a gentleman because mm. the woman was a weaker sex mm. sort of mm. thing. But I mean, that's, that's archaic. Um, mm. Times change, things change. Mm. Um, you know, we have to move forward from that. Speaking about that, I wanted to ask you, when you experienced that, right, and I know you well enough, right? Like we both know well yeah. enough. He didn't hold the door open because he was a male and she was a female, for example, right? He opened the door because he could see someone else was coming to the door, right? Whether it was a it's was, courtesy, yeah, actually, yeah. we know Which him well enough, right? Trait, right? But I mean, like, <clears throat> what did that person say? Were they like, no, I can do this myself? Seriously. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how I'd react. I've never had that. So, so yeah. I don't know how I'd react to it. No, the reason why I ask yeah. is because I sent you, I think I sent you one this morning or something or yesterday night or something that was, this guy basically said, um, I don't understand what women want anymore. He's like, first, you want me to open the door for you, right? And now you don't want me to open the door for you because you, you can do it yourself, right? First, you want me to pay for you uh, or you want me to help you with something. <laughs> now you tell me, um, uh, you don't want me to do that because you can do it yourself. Yeah. He's like, guys are not like that. We just do stuff because we know we can do it, right? And we know it'll help the other person, right? Well, uh, from the people that we know, mm -hmm. right? I don't know about all guys, but I'm, I'm not generalizing. But I mean, like, the guys we know will be like, okay, I can help somebody. I'm going to do this, yeah. right? But I think it's getting, to a, it's getting to a thing now where people are, guys are just so confused. Well, I mean, like, what do it's I do? also, it's exactly that, right? In any situation now, you're yeah. going to be double you know double checking in your mind do i yeah. do it do i not do it yeah. do i do it do i not do it yeah. and you know it's just no, i'll do it regardless if i get shouted at it's fine yeah and so okay so how do so how <laughs> no, i deal with that impacts you emotionally i've actually if, if i open the door and lady wants to shout at me i'm like okay carry on and i'm it's not gonna bother me i'm still gonna open doors yeah. that's just yeah. how it is this no is that's, how, it is, that is, that's, how, that's how you are that is that's what right? you're gonna do yeah yeah i just i i, I, I do understand what you mean by you know you think you think about is this the right thing that I should be doing and you know um, when someone gets into that stage the first thing I would say is listen do what naturally comes to you yes. yeah I was about to say that yeah it's like don't, don't break your yeah. there are more people also appreciative of help than there are people that want to just do stuff themselves yeah, yeah. Um, so just yeah because by default yeah. be helpful and if, if someone doesn't want to help they'll yeah. tell you if you start double thinking everything you do as a guy in a relationship it will make your life so much harder Right. We're simple creatures, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know we are, and, and, yeah. and perhaps sometimes, uh, like it's, we've all mentioned as well in the past of cards, like things have always been drilled in. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's like millions of years of evolution plus drilling in, and things that we see on TV and the weight of social expectations everywhere. Yes, yeah. exactly. So it's just, it's just, we don't mean any harm by it or anything like that. It's just something we do. And sometimes it really is, uh, most, not sometimes, most oh. of the time it genuinely is very sincere. Yeah. Like I'm not opening the door because I want your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to walk through the door and then I'm going to go as well. Like, It'll be nice. Yeah, yeah, be. <laughs> not always. Uh, like, sometimes I just like to be left alone. Eh? Okay. Yeah. That's a good one to start with. Yeah. yeah. Dean? Uh, the one I, I wanted to talk about was Simon Sinek. Um, so this is not, this has gone off the relationship topic now. Yeah. but it was around the role of leadership and he talked about leaders are not responsible for results they're responsible for people mm. who are responsible for people who are responsible for people who are responsible for the results mm. and a leader's job is actually to facilitate people doing the best that they can not 
the leader shouldn't be focused on getting results. He should be focused on his people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? So, I mean, from a from my perspective, right in um, the business environment or the development environment, we have uh, servant leadership sort of thing, mm-hmm. where and and anyone who is who 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 is from an agile perspective will understand servant leadership. Um, that's what we employ. We make sure that the team have what's necessary for them to accomplish their tasks. Mm-hmm. You are not you are like, I, I know Simon Sinek also says that. In, in today's world, we have a lot of managers, but no, no leaders, mm-hmm. right? And what is a leader? So that's what he was kind of describing in that. Yeah, in that exactly. Right? You are, the, you are serving your employees, basically, and that's the model of servant leadership. Mm-hmm. You enable them with everything that they need in order to f- complete their tasks and do what they need to do mm-hmm. in, that, in that type of model. So that's, that's, what we, that's part of what... what what agile principles and what we state in, in that sort of environment. But it's also, you don't see it as often now as mm-hmm. well. Like it's, it's stated, for example, in project management principles, mm-hmm. it's stated everywhere. But unfortunately, people kind of just gravitate to the old mm-hmm. ways of, of doing management, old ways of dealing with people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It, okay, but the problem with, sorry to cut you off, yeah. there, but you're talking about the processes that have been put in place to ensure, uh, what do you call it, servant? Servant leadership. Servant leadership. Yeah. Okay, but then how many of those leaders are performance managed by their staff? None. None. So there's the problem then, isn't it? None of them are. Your staff aren't giving you reviews. Your staff aren't sitting you down saying you're not performing in these areas as the leader. Correct. So how is the process then supposed to be managed and be accountable for it then? So I think I think what Yash is saying is correct in terms of what what is um, labeled as what is happening. Yeah, yeah. But I agree with that. I, I, I actually I feel what I'm saying is slightly the opposite. What he's saying is what should happen, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But what's actually happening in, is not servant leadership. It's actually just um, um, people being managed and not led. Yes. And that's the problem, right? It's like like you're saying, right? Um, you requ- a manager should require 360 evaluation. Yeah. Both from his seniors or his or her seniors, sorry, or from their juniors and their peers. I mean, it's it's, right? it's there in, in all the manifestos. Yeah, yeah. Practice yeah. If you look at yeah, if you look at really any management thing, there's multiple management strategies, right? Yeah. But li- like you say, if if you and this is not only in the working environment, it's in every yeah. environment, right? And a good leader will provide for for a good environment for the people that they have around them. Yeah. Right. And like you say, and I think you're a hundred percent right. Every manager slash leader slash person should be evaluated by the people they are managing slash responsible leading. for. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, 100%. your employees don't have the option to essentially performance manage their leaders. Mm. They can't say to them, "You're not delivering." They can hold grievances, and that's a whole huge HR process. But, but that's, it's, not that's, easy. That's, that's it's also not like. It's not a good, it's not a simple process, it's not an effective process because then you're essentially damaging relationships. Your staff should say to you, these are your deliverables and if you don't meet them, you need to either pick up or we're going to fire you. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't work that way because the leader's got all the power. Yeah. Well, managers have the power, not leaders because, yeah. remember, it's... Using them as a proxy in this oh, case yeah, when sure. you're discussing yeah. the role of leadership. Yeah, but everything is just driven by output now. Nothing is driven by, are we actually doing one... Firstly, people don't even ask the right question. Are we actually doing the right thing? In whatever we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Say, for example, mm-hmm. you're uh, completing a task. 
you've been given a specific um, target to hit or KPI or whatever, right? But are people actually like hitting that target correctly or are they just doing whatever they can to get there, right? And that for me is like... Yeah, there's a lot of short-term thinking. Yeah. It's, it's like, like you just, yeah. you kind of just burn whatever you can to hit the t- target and then whatever state you're in after that doesn't really matter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that that's a big problem. And if you're a good leader, right, you will know how the entire process should look like and not maybe the exact solution, but more or less the target, right? Yeah. And then you watch how it's developing. And if some person, for example, is working 20 hour days to get there, automatically an alarm bell should ring to say, listen, something is not right in this process. Maybe there's too little time. Maybe there's too much work. Maybe the person can't, themselves can't cope. They're not enough resources. And, and I mean, in that model as well, you know, like you're saying, you can recognize whether there's too much work, there's overworkness and, mm-hmm. and things like that for employees. But you, you, at a point, you'll you'll see. Okay, I need to balance this now. Mm. You know, if you're if you're a great leader, mm. you know, okay, um, I'm not serving my my guys or gals exactly. or non-binary person, exactly. you know, well enough. Yeah. You know, I'm not enabling them to do the job yeah. in that specific time that they're doing it. But now they're taking this much mm. time, so I need to change something mm. to help them. Yeah. But that's the mindset that you need to come with. Yeah. I need to help them, and I need to enable them. I need to, mm, you know. Um, foster their betterment mm. and then they'll get the tasks no, done I, I'll trust that they can get the yeah. tasks done if I if I help them in those areas yeah. like and that's 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 the model that we all would love yeah. but unfortunately sometimes corporate environments don't actually you know yeah. head towards well, it well look speaking to the same topic you know you, I don't know if you saw that shot by uh, Gary Vee right he's like if you're a manager at your company or a leader at your company you like I, I can't remember the exact words that were said, but he's like, if you think that you manage the people and you're supposed to tell them everything and what they're supposed to do, he's like, you'll never, ever, 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 and it goes on for like ever, yeah. right? Um, never get to what you need to get to, right? Yeah. Because you're there to provide for them to complete the work. Correct. And even, I think someone else also said this. Um, I can't remember who, but he was like, I don't have to be the best person in the room. I'm the leader, yes. right? I don't have to even know the answer, right? All I have to do is employ the right people to get to the answer and give them exactly what they need to get there. That's right? it. And that's that I think that leadership mentality is what you want as like personally for me, if I had that leadership mentality, I'd be like, you know what? I love working. Yeah, so so the reasons why, I mean, we what do you think the reasons then why is we, we don't see that more often? Um, that enablement, that better communication or that better sense. So like you mentioned outputs as one. Um, bottom lines always affect everyone, right? Yeah. Um, and timelines and deliverance of those. Yeah. You know, because people's salaries are being paid by everyone and clients and things like that. So you know the outputs and, and, and costs. I think. One, but what are the what what do you think are the others? What, th- what do you think? I think for me, it's also understanding your role as a leader. Understanding your role. When I say leader, we're talking about leader slash manager slash. Whoever is the we want that ideal person. position to be a right. leader, not, right? Yeah. We'll just yeah. not that person right. must understand their role, and I think that's where it's gotten lost over the years. Like people look at, like for example, the the lower technical people as like uh, the peon, right? But that's not the case. I mean, those are the those are the guys that are willing to get their hands dirty, right? You should be providing for them, and if you don't understand your role, right? And that's such a key thing. If you don't understand what it is that you are 
meant to be doing and supposed to be doing, right? That's where it all falls apart. Because you can have someone that's brilliant, right? But if they're incorrectly managed, right? And incorrectly led, right? It's like driving a F1 car, but you're doing it with one hand, you know? I mean, it's not going to work, right? So I think for me, it's you need to understand your role in the process. And then when you do that, it will open up doors for you to use. You remember that the people that you have under you are the tools that you have. Yeah. And you're not using them correctly. It's like using a jackhammer to knock in a nail. Not going to work. Yeah. I think the problem is that um, we created too much desire around becoming managers. And that's how you move up in life. Yeah. Like that's the corporate yeah. ladder. You have to manage people. Whereas the people then looked at that and went, well, if this is the only route to progression, then whether I'm a good manager or not, doesn't really matter. Yeah. As long as I get results, I'll move up that ladder. Yeah. Um, whereas you should be asking the question, sorry, you should be asking the question, is leadership for you or not? And you should make every other position also valuable in, a, in, a, in that you don't necessarily have to go from being a technician to a leader if you can just be the best technician in the world mm-hmm. rather than just going and going, okay, I have to give up what I'm really good at to go and financially progress on something I'm not geared toward doing. Mm. And, and what you'll see as well is that, um, you know when there's successions, like yeah. they'll, they'll fill positions internally or whatever. Yeah. Um, people aren't groomed for that particular role. Mm. They're not. Like there's no, there's nothing in place. Like I've been in corporate for a long time. Prash as well, you as well, dude. There's no, there's no grooming for a particular person to get from one stage to the other. Correct. But also, if there is grooming, you're grooming them to be the managers with the old thinking. Yeah, like yeah. you're not grooming them to be leaders, you're grooming them to be managers. So yes. even if you do have a structure in place, there's still you're still diverting toward that old way of thinking, that old way of doing things. Yeah. Um, you know, so one, like you're you're also in a no win situation here. Yes, you can be you can be an expert in your in your particular role mm. and then they'll push you up, but then yeah. No one taught you how to be a manager or, or a leader. Yeah. Then, they, if they did, then they're teaching you kind of yeah. archaic principles. Yeah. So it's 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 difficult. Because, yeah. like you say, it's it, you essentially creating a skill gap, right? Mm. And management itself or leadership is a skill, right? Some people have it, some people don't. Mm. And I think that's a very good point that you raised. Mm. Um, um, if you don't have it, then play to your strengths, right? If you want to go into those roles, and this is where grooming comes into place, even if, say for example, you get put in a role, like tomorrow you get put in a role, right? And you automatically recognize that you're not ready for this, right? Some people just wing it, Mm. right? And then they see how it goes. Okay, but it's not being ready, and then it's not being right. Right. Look, I I get that as well, right? You may not be right for a position, but no one says you can't learn to do it well enough. Yeah, but if you're not innately geared to that if your personality is just wildly different then you can learn to do it but you're always going to be operating at a deficit look but that's where that's where your management of yourself comes into play because say for example you get put in a role right Mm -hmm. and you automatically recognize that this is just it's going to take me 20 hours to do what a normal person in this role should take one hour to do right all of a sudden you realize that this is not something that i'm geared to do then you need to be honest with yourself yes Right. And say, listen, I'm, it's just, I, I might, it's beneficial for me to be, as you say, financially uh, paid this much or get the perks that I get or whatever it is. 
but you need to be honest with yourself to say, am I actually making an impact, right? And what's the cost of actually earning that money? Correct, and exactly hundred percent. But the problem is, is that people don't think that way. People no, don't it's think because that we get taught that it's important to climb the ladder. It's exactly. important to be seen high up in an organization it's important to have a title exactly Ti- yes that's it like the yeah. title is the most important thing like what you're actually doing for the organization doesn't matter as yeah. long as you can hold on to your title yeah and people don't think like that people honestly don't think like that they're like listen i'm getting paid this much right if my subordinates don't do this well enough or whatever that doesn't look bad on me i mean like i don't think it looks bad on me um but at the end of the day way. i mean at some point even it's it's gonna drain you at some point because that's right? the cost it's gonna have an impact that cost is going to impact you i mean mm-hmm. you could be fairly uncaring right mm-hmm. you could be extremely uncaring but at some point it's going to have an impact on you yeah. because everything that they do incorrectly right it's going to come back to you right and that's where you but have to be honest with yourself a lot more social implications though, because i mean yeah you, you you get this job as a manager you absolutely hate it you hate your staff but you do it because it pays mm. and then you go home and you take that energy home. Yeah. Look, I mean, it has onto your family. You're right. hundred percent. It could have a total impact on your life. Mm. Right. Now you're working twice the amount of time. That means you get less time with your family. Mm-hmm. Right. And the time that you have with your family, you're tired. You yeah. can't use it effectively. Yeah. All your energy is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Day, pretty much. Yeah. Cause most people and don't, yeah, cause mm-hmm. like most people don't look at it. Right. But it, you're not physically tired, but you're also emotionally drained. Yes. How do you now provide that emotional influence? support that you used to provide to your family that you're not providing yeah the emotional resources that that were to be allocated already that cost is too too great like the way Dean asked the question what does it cost it's too great yeah so the costs are actually more than just financial it's it's holistic yeah and uh, they can they can increase exponentially very quickly right especially if you work not in like not in like major big corporate but in like a high paced corporate Mm -hmm. because you go from four hour days to 20 hour days like that, right? And then all of a sudden you have no life, mm. right? Six months goes by and you're like, yo, I've been working every day. I work Saturdays and Sundays. I don't have like, uh, and this is something that, that, that people just need to understand. You need to be honest with yourself. If you, if you are in a leadership position, it's so important to understand that. Am I bringing the right things to the role? Ask the people in your team. Yeah, like don't be afraid of feedback, but also before you accept a role, ask yourself, what does it cost me to deliver? Correct. And if the cost of delivery is going to be so much that it impacts every other aspect of your life negatively, then it's maybe not worth taking that extra money. Mm. Definitely. I agree. I mean, I'm in a very privileged position to be having that kind of conversation, we're aware. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, something to keep in mind. I, I think it's just something that we see. And you know, even yeah. if we... I look, look, I'm not a manager personally, right? So I, I can honestly say, I don't know what it's going to take until I get into that role. But I try to prepare myself as much as possible. And if I find I'm in that role for a year, right? Yeah. And I can't contribute what should be contributed. I need to be honest with myself as well, right? Yeah, like a, a leader, and the difference between leaders and managers is that when non-delivery occurs, a manager blames the staff, a leader blames themselves. Mm. And... The question is not why aren't you performing? It's what can I do to help you perform? Mm. And that's that's what you just don't see it enough these days. Hundred mm. percent. Cool. Next one. So, the one that I kind of want to discuss was um, it's a, I guess a Socrates principle, right? Um, mm-hmm. Greek philosopher. Um, great philosopher. Great philosopher. Yes, not a Greek <laughs> philosopher. Great philosopher. 
um, Greek times. And I think it's applicable in our day-to-day lives now. Um, and it's, it's a common principle, I guess, that discerns, for example, that deals with gossip, for example. Like mm. everyone in day-to-day lives gossips. You, you talk at work, you talk at home, you talk about other people, you know, things like that. Mm. And the principle just is very quickly, um, three things, right? Um, how true something is, um, whether it's good or bad, and what is its purpose, um, either in my life or your life, in your life. And the example that he uses is um, this guy walks up to another guy and he says, hey, I heard something about your friend. Um, and he says, oh, you heard something about my friend. Okay, cool. Um, is it good or bad? You know, you kind of ask them, you know, you have to, it, it's like a fall through case, right? Does it pass these three things? Then maybe, mm-hmm. then maybe you can talk to me about it. You know, um, it's a filtering it's, process. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly a filter. Yeah. Exactly what it is. That's the baseline principle. So is it good or bad? Um, okay, it's bad. Then really, I don't really need to hear, hear about it, right? Um, is it purposeful in your life or my life? Um, yes or no? Once again, it needs to pass that filter. Um, and then, you know, it, it passes the first filter as well. So um, I think it's something that I, I just came about and I thought, okay, I, I'll, I think I'll use this to employ this in my life going forward mm. now because I because I learned about it I guess on Monday mm. um, and um, like I often I often kind of um, feel that people unfortunately don't apply these filters as often as we should um, and we engage in those conversations people all like the distraction correct yeah. correct they like the distraction they like talking about other people and things like that but it serves no purpose uh, not in your life and not in someone else's, but you know, engaging in conversation. Also. It depends on how you define purpose, though. Well, is it is it really purposeful in your life, though? So let's just say someone says, "Okay, I heard something about your friend," but it doesn't pass the first one, which is, "Is it true or not? Do you definitely know it's true?" Okay, purposeful and purpose. Are, I'm I'm struggling with how you're defining those, right? Because the purpose that a lot of people engage in gossip with mm. for is a to distract. So there's a purpose, right? It, the function it provides is a distraction. And the second day thing is that um, what it's doing is it allows you to actually just recognize that there are other people having difficulty and it's not just you having difficulty. So there's a little bit of a collective. It's a very toxic way of finding a collective, but it is a way of doing it. Is it purposeful? No. Because it doesn't drive you forward in any way, shape, or form. It just makes you feel a little bit better about what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... <laughs> okay. Um, I can add another purpose to that. So imagine now you met somebody that came and told you something that 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 was gossip, right? And you mm-hmm. knew the other person. And depending on the person that's coming to tell these things to you, right? It's a nice indicator of who you should have around you and who you should. Have. Purpose. There we go. Well, that's that's that's, that's a filtering true, thing. Right? That's I filtering mean, people. I mean, that's that's, like a, that's certainly true. Um, but uh, as as I was going to say, I mean. Um, when you were saying that um, I need to feel good about, you know, certain portions of my life now that I've heard something about someone no, else. feel less bad about it. Less bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> why? Like, wh- why, why is hearing something uh, either good or bad about someone now making you feel better in your life? Because then, okay, not me specifically, right? But in terms of how people behave with this, when right. they find someone else is not doing well, and they go, okay, I'm not the only one struggling. Right. So then it's not me that's failing in life. It's just life is difficult and other people are having difficulty. Mm. 
Well, I, okay, so then I, in that in that sense, like a sense of camaraderie, right? Um, I, in my own like struggle, I said, there's a toxic yes, yes, yes. Moment, yes, 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 right. I, I don't want to feel alone alone in this environment. <laughs> but but gossip, so it, it kind of stands on gossip and 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 just general talking about other people. But um, if you don't want to feel alone in your life, or you don't want to feel like you you're the only one that's struggling in your life, won't you want to just talk to other people then directly you're assuming Instead people of, behave in healthy methods they don't, <laughs> yeah. okay right. which we just discussed no. in our previous right. podcast they don't they don't you're 100 percent right um, and the thing is there are a bunch of healthy coping mechanisms so yeah. if you are struggling in your life then self-improvement is the logical way forward mm-hmm. not looking Plus for people that are struggling as well yeah, yeah right so instead of looking for base level camaraderie and let's all just be happy in our misery together you should be like <laughs> okay well i gotta sort my shit out and push forward Right, that would be the healthy way of doing it. But people don't default to the healthy way because there's an easier way. Yes. Like self-development is hard. Gossip is easy. Yeah. So I, Very I, see, true. I see it on a few different levels, right? The first one I can think of when you brought the topic up was the word competition just comes into my mind. Oh, exactly. yeah. Right? We as people, right? I'm not saying everybody does this, but the bulk of people do this. Competition is something that drives people. Right. It's a big driver and I think one of my mates I was chatting to him because he, he's a manager and I was like, think about this, right? How do you get your people to perform as well as you want them to? You create scenarios where there's competition, right? And you'll find that people that naturally don't compete, right? Um, normally will start involving themselves in these things because they see other people doing better than them. Right? And it's good and it's bad. Right. Mm. If you use competition well and and in the right way, you can get it's people to improve. Right. It's very complex. Right. But if you if you don't, then things can get very bad. People become backstabby and all that. But coming back to the point, right? What happens in people's minds is that this person said this thing about this person, mm-hmm. or person A said something about person B. Right. I know person B. How does person B compare to me on a scale? Because people think like that, right? Mm. It or I mean you. People think automatically, I am, uh, out of 10, I'm a 7, right? I'm not talking about looks. I'm not talking, right? (laughs) You're a 12, right? (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but, um, you know, people think like that. People gauge themselves. They judge themselves as much as they judge other people, if not less than they judge other people, right? People naturally judge other people first. But what it does is it puts them on a scale, right? And if you feel happier when you see somebody else doing worse, right? It's it's natural, right? It's a, a first instinct. I'm not going to say you're a bad natural, person. I'm not going to say that you're a bad person automatically. No, no, no. I don't think it's natural. Right, right. I, I people do that. that. No, I'm saying people naturally no, 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 do that. No, I don't no, think we, we it's know, natural. We know people. We know people. Okay. Okay. No, 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 yeah. Not okay, from can that, we, can not we from address, that. Can we address yeah. the whole idea of competition, right? Because competition has two people that... I see two people within competition, maybe a third, right? There's people that are naturally competitive. Mm. These people just want to win at everything. And that's a very tiny subsect of the population. Of course. The rest of the people that are competing are not competing because they enjoy competition. They're competing out of scarcity and don't want to get left behind. Sure. Right? That is a, that is a horrific management tactic, in my opinion, because <laughs> it creates a very toxic <laughs> environment. Sure. Like, if, a man, if, I'm, if I one day have a company and I find out one of my leaders... Is creating that kind of competition that always out on the street like that because what you're doing is you're putting other people in a in a scarcity state and you don't get the best out of people when they're in a scarcity state in most cases right because no. they're emotionally 
driven in that sense and they're also competing out of fear and that's not what you want you want to enable your staff to be in a positive front foot mindset not in a constant oh i'm falling behind i need to work super hard because then it's always going to be short-term gains okay they're just going to do what they need to meet the next target which is what we said is bad sure. right what you need to do is you need to look at your people and say okay are you actually going to thrive in a competitive environment no if it's actually going to make you toxic or if you're just going to crumble remove that person and say okay what do i actually need you to deliver and then do what you need to make that person deliver. If there are a group of people that just love competing with each other, then give them that competitive space because they love that. But for everybody else, don't put them in a scarcity mindset. But that is where a good manager comes in. He knows his people, right? He knows who will do well in a competitive environment and who won't. Yeah, fair enough. Right? True. So as you as a manager, if you find that your leader is employing a competitive strategy across the board, then yes, I agree with mm-hmm. you. But if Tough you find that your leader instance. says that these three people, they work so well together, but they work well in a competitive environment, but person D, for example, that mm. person will flourish if you just give them the work, they do it well, you tell them they've done a good job, and they'll do it again and again and again. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's about how you manage your people. But the reason why I brought up competition is because, and that example may, may have been very situated, but the reason why I brought it up is because that mindset is in everybody right is it people people naturally look remember it's about setting context for yourself right where am i people ask themselves where am i in my life do they okay okay that's fair right but um, the thing that i'm struggling with here is that i feel like we don't naturally ask ourselves that we get told to ask ourselves that fair enough right i mean we do right the measure of yourself is versus all of society that's what you get built with but that's the social environment and his question is around why what does that mean if i feel good right when i see somebody else doing bad Mm -hmm. it's because of the social environment that we've been put in it's so highly competitive in every environment do people feel good or do they feel reassured i would say some people feel good some people who are really bad like really narcissists yeah terrible people yeah they'll feel good about yeah. themselves so yeah they'll be like oh at least i'm not down where that person is right exactly they'll right? say something right? yeah but that yeah. statement of at least i'm not down that's not saying i'm feeling good that's feel, saying i'm feeling safer that's a yeah but it's also that's a reassurance so, language if someone yeah. felt warmth in their heart because somebody <laughs> else is feeling bad right because that's what you're, oh, you're aiming at there we go say yeah. good, right if someone says like if i have the warm feels, and fuzzies yeah, if someone feels Oh my God! I was just waiting for this day, right? If someone feels like that, Holy it's hell. like what's that, that person? I don't know. Look, maybe yeah. they just fell down and like grazed the knee, right? That's one thing. Maybe they actually got like broke their leg, right? If someone actually feels great about it, then I, that's questionable. That's questionable, <laughs> right? But it's I mean, like, cool, like, yeah. I mean, say for example, two people were competing for something, right? Yeah. Uh, and one person got it, and the other person came along and said, "You know, that person got it, didn't get it, right?" And you feel good about it, right? Or you you feel reassured, right? Yes. Then it's like, for me, it's definitely a thing of inside of you. You're not saying that that person is doing. Yes, you're happy about that person, like not getting what you wanted, right? It's also saying that I still have a possibility of getting that in your First, mind, right? Ahead of everybody. Yes, you want to put yourself ahead of everybody else, but that's natural, right? It uh, that for me, I think, is something that people feel internally. Okay, okay, again, I'm struggling with the I'm term gonna, natural. Little, I feel like we get taught that and we, we learn gonna, that that's the way it's done. I'm going to give you a little example, right? Mm-hmm. And we've all done this, right? Remember when you were studying, yeah. right? And you came and you're like, oh crap, there was homework. Shit, there was homework. Then you ask somebody else, did you do the homework, right? And they say no. They're like, okay, no problem. 
Yeah. You know, that's an example. It was a safety of numbers. numbers. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what I mean by natural. You're all going to get right? punished together. When I say natural, that's what I mean by natural, right? It's like, okay, I'm not the only one. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like there's a there's a safety in numbers there. That, that's yes. reassuring. That's what that's what I'm aiming right. at. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so now I guess that's that's the old way. Right. Yeah. Um, and knowing what we know now and knowing how we've progressed over time. I don't feel it's the old way, but okay. Uh yeah. oh, okay, cool. Like I I don't think that I'm that way now. I don't think at least. <laughs> like if I if I look at my life right now, I mean mm-hmm. we we always say um, you know, follow your own path, follow your own road, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you're, you're, everyone has heard that, that so stay in your lane, whatever. Mm. Everyone has that saying many, many times. Um, but whether people practice it or not is is, is another story, right? Yeah. Um, it's not easy. No, no I, I wouldn't say it's easy. I wouldn't say it's easy. I mean, uh, even I try, try not to, uh, you know. Uh, well, I try to, sorry, excuse me. Only, only have me in, in my scale, uh, whatever this thing. Because ultimately... Um, it's only you who, who has had the opportunities that you have had. Mm-hmm. It's only you who's grown up with what you've grown up with, yeah. um, with your past, your background, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is only you that is living your life. Mm-hmm. Only you that's living your life. But uh, unfortunately, people don't, don't kind of see it that way. They're like, okay, that person is sort of similar to me, so I need to be either on that same plane or... I'm mildly ahead or whatever, right? Um, that's speaking to perhaps your competitive nature as well. Yeah, sure. Your competitive thing as well. But um, what's on your path is on your path for you. I mean, we, we kind of believe certain things. Um, but yeah, that that's... I guess that's where I was going with it. It's not, it's not like you have to compete with anyone. You have to feel bad when someone's down or, mm. or, or actually feel good when someone's down and feel bad when someone's ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got mixed up there. Um you should feel better when someone is down, but yes. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. True. Like, the impact it depends on how much empathy you have. Yes, okay. sure, right. Um, but it's it's life's not a not a competition. No matter how many times we hear it, um, it needs to sink in. It's never yeah. a competition. It's not about talking bad about someone, gossip, and all that stuff. Um, speaking to purposeful, it has no it has no purpose to move you forward. Exactly. There's no progression. There's no progression for you to move yeah. forward in your life. Like if, if you're saying that, okay, if you're a competitive person and, you, and someone comes to gossip about someone else and tell okay, this, this person just got a new car, mm-hmm. it's not helping you get forward mm-hmm. in life. What's going to help you get forward is you actually putting in the work and effort and moving yourself forward to say, okay, I'm going to get that, that, that next or whatever. You know, not, not entertaining discussions about people and situations and things like that. The, the, the only purpose that I can see that it could be beneficial, not even beneficial, is, is context. So if someone comes and tells you something about somebody else, right? But if you're viewing your life through your eyes, right? And you do what you do, mm-hmm. right? As you say now, it gives you context in terms of where you are and where you feel you want to be and where you feel you want to go, Right. Because it reminds you, so, of, you know, what not to be. Because remember, sometimes it's like, look, I'm good by myself. I'm on this path, blah, 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 blah. Right? Great. But you also need to understand where you are in the grand scheme of things. So there's that saying by... Um, but that's just, it's like, it's such a... No, I, I, I get you, right? You, yeah. you always want a, the, the, a yard scale, for example. Yeah. Right? There's that saying by... Yes, um, exactly. That's exactly it, yeah. Um, Anthony Robinson, he says, success leaves clues, right? Um, like your, your idol, who you're going to idolize... Mm-hmm in your life and a person you look up to, mm. you're going to measure 
uh, your life according to them, perhaps. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I guess people do that. Mm. Um, and maybe at this stage of their life, they had X, Y, and Z. Um, but once again, it's they also had different opportunities to to the opportunities you've had and things sure. like that. It, it's just you just need to be cognizant mm. that we you have differently. Yes, exactly. Everyone yeah. has different circumstances. Everyone has different environments they're they're in and faced mm. in and things like that. But yeah, that's that's the one I wanted to discuss. Actually, uh, I think it's a good one. I think if you it is, yeah. if if you take it in context and you use it well enough. Like you say, we were talking about the negative aspects, but the positive yeah. aspects are, like you say, if you have a role model, you can, if someone tells you about your role model, for example, I'm, and then you're like, oh, that person did that, right? Or that person is, is like here. You can be like, oh, okay, that's something that I also want to aspire to, yeah. right? Yeah. So it does have a positive relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's also, it's like, they did these things to get to the success. You shouldn't be focusing on the things that they did as the main thing mm-hmm. to get to that end result it's yes. about the process and learning correct yeah. how to navigate I mean, the way socrates filter remember it says is it good and bad to it mm. is it good mm. or is it bad mm. yeah is it purposeful is it not purposeful yes exactly. you know that yeah. sort of thing right so it can be good things that you're discussing as well mm. purposeful like you're saying it, pur- it, it helps us drive ourselves mm. forward sort of thing yeah. that's all so yeah, there was something interesting you said um in that only really? you, only you live your life <laughs> yeah i say interesting um, things the idea that only you live your life is something that I think most people seem to just, it goes right over their head. They hear it, but they don't understand it. Because to this day, you will still find people doing things for the sake of doing things. So they'll go and make themselves miserable so that they can present a happy exterior to the world. Oh, a facade. Only so that people think that they're happy and then they're upset in the yeah. background. It's like, it's the most maddening thing to see it. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's once again a punishment internally that you give yourself just to maintain a front yeah mm-hmm. on a consistent basis and day in day out you're betraying yourself i i, I always yeah, say it's like why spend like, so much time and energy making people think you're happy and you make yourself unhappy in that process only to be unhappy afterwards <laughs> so, so many people Dear god so many people do that i know and even like when i was doing stuff like personal growth and things like that someone told me that you know with some people you only show 50% of yourselves and some people you only show 80% of yourself and some people you show 100% so it's one of, one of our earlier podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah we were yeah, yeah. yeah right so and it's the same it's the same thing like some people only show 20% of their real self and 80% of this facade that they've created right? here's the thing though right if you're spending and I, I get what you're saying you're, you only show 20% or, or you only get to be 20% of yourself or however it works right? yes, yeah. when you're in the public eye and you, the, the facade you've created you spend 80% of your energy to create something that's only visible 20% of the time mm. I mean how is that it's not sense? sustainable yeah exactly it's not it's not you'll find uh, over a short period of time after a while things don't taste as nice I mean I'm, I'm using it figuratively like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, things don't you. taste as nice things don't feel as good you're more emotionally drained you're more physically tired you, know? you see this a lot in the brown communities where you do things for the sake of a family and you have like some really toxic family members but you must go and make them think that you've got your shit together and oh what will they say i'm like i don't give two shits what they say but now i must go spend time and energy making myself appear a particular way Correct. for people i don't even like to think that i'm okay 
I've made myself unhappy in that process and now I'm unhappy anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Circle of unhappiness. But I think as you grow as yourself, you realize that these things don't necessarily... Like, you do it to please other people. Right? Yeah. But they don't necessarily... But I mean, I mean, unfortunately, that realization that I'm doing it not for myself comes too late. When they've already made themselves incredibly unhappy, they've already put themselves yeah. on yeah. some path, um, and it's going to take some doing to get out of that. Yeah, mm. but it's not impossible. Like it no. certainly is doable. No, it's very possible. There's yeah. work and level of consciousness needed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the other one that I kind of wanted to discuss was um, the idea of chivalry. I guess. I mean, that's what it kind of touches with on right now, and just uh, the idea of also who does like who who approaches who first in in, in like a like a relationship mm. uh, scenario and things like that so uh, Michael Hussey has this uh, saying right um, about women kind of dropping the handkerchief and it's and it's a uh, it's something I guess which stems from older days mm. so if a if a woman um, fancied a guy for example She'd walk past him, drop a, drop a handkerchief, and he, being the gentleman that he was, um, you know, picks it up and hands it to her, saying, "Hey, I think you dropped this." And then she replies, mm. "Did I?" Mm. You know, um, you know, it. it <laughs> yeah, exactly. You did exactly. that a bit too well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've watched I many old movies. That's <laughs> what it is. Good excuse. And so. <laughs> And so the idea is she presents him with an opportunity. Hundred percent, that's yeah, right, is, yeah. and that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and nowadays, though, it's uh, girls don't carry hankies. Say, well, yeah, carry handbags. Oh, I'm gonna drop my handbag. Yeah, yeah but South Africa, you get caught for theft. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. You, drop, pick you, up drop, you drop your handbag, and it's gone. It's not coming back. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the idea basically is now that it's it's perhaps a bit more difficult for guys as well. And they're just not recognizing um, what the is the cues. Yes, the opportunities or the cues. Yeah. So, well, what like women have to be a bit more direct or a bit. I mean, she doesn't have a happy. What is Like you said earlier, we're simple creatures, right? Yeah. It's. A, it's we hard. also have. We just missed that. Like they don't drop hankies; they drop hints. But we missed. I missed like, personally. I missed the hints. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, I think it's also it. It also comes back to like that whole thing of. I expect it to go this way, right? But I don't. It, it, when we're not taught how to, to communicate, or communicate with or anyone, to really. understand. But also, a new person, you don't know how they communicate. No, right? Also, there's this fear as well, like rejection. What, like, ooh, mm. guys in rejection. Like, even even a, even a good-looking guy in a in a bar, or whatever, still goes through that whole thing. Will I be rejected at this point? Emotional damage. Emotional damage. <laughs> yep. That's another one. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's like, it, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, so you're asking, what do you do in place, in place of a handkerchief? Like, so Michael has seen in the video, he says, um, like, if you're, at a, if you're in, a, in a bar or restaurant or whatever, you go up and go get the drinks for your friends and things like that. And you have a jacket on, you'll be like, hey, would you mind holding this jacket for me mm-hmm. while I go deliver the drinks to my friend or, or stuff to my friend? So that's, that's, that's a cue. Mm-hmm. That's a, so, so that's what you, the lady would be doing. Yes, yes, yes. When you come back to grab your jacket, then that's a conversation starter. If the guy picked up the hint, of course. Um, that sort of thing. Or Dean. created that. Huh? Dean. <laughs> but, um, Historically bad. It's just, it's, just, <laughs> it's just an idea as well to get, to get away from this whole gender-specific gender roles as well. 
that both parties, if they see some sort of spark there, that they can make the first move. It's not only up to the guy to do it. Remember, like when Prash said, um, who's paying for dinner, this leads back to it and says, okay, but I can do this as well. If I have the ability to do it, do it. Yeah, I think um, I remember watching that and it was around women saying that they're old fashioned and they want guys to make the first move. And Michael Hasse was like, well, actually old fashioned ladies, they would make the first move. It would just be so subtle. Yes. They were smooth, them ladies. Yeah. <laughs> they had game. Like now it's just, I, I don't know. Game gone out the window. Yeah, man. But it's like it's up to dude time. You see, just that whole it it confuses me so much because, uh, pe- well, people confuse me, not the concepts, but yeah, um, into that. People confuse me because you want a guy to be like forward, right? You want him to come to you. You want him to drive the 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 chase situation, right? And you can, but also, with like you say, with a guy in the chase situation the the other party if they don't play the chase game right then uh, there's rejection Mm -hmm. right yeah and it's a challenge for for guys nowadays but also the challenge has been very removed and i'll I'll get to that now the challenge is is that the hints like you say aren't coming right or they're coming but we're not recognizing them Mm -hmm. because there's nobody that says you know what guys if she does A, B, C, D, or E, she's keen. You can, you know. She wants you to make a move. Yeah, but uh, there's the there's the hair thing, right? There's the tucking the hair behind. Yeah, just playing with that's the hair. One. Yeah, that's that's one. To be honest with you, I think going forward, um, one gender should girls just, just flap your arms. Like <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. then we know. Exactly. We will know. I'm trying. I'm trying it to is get on. to exactly that. Right? Yeah. You be direct. Come up with yeah, three, direct. You come up with a banner mannerism of physical banner. action Snacks. that tells a guy, and then you just broadcast that globally so all guys understand. Yes, a right? code. Take signs with you. Girl available here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Or you know what? Wear a specific band or whatever. I don't know. No, look, that might that might also yeah, not work. Yeah, yeah. It also might be. But yeah, again, weird. if you like a dude, big banner, snacks. Can't yeah. listen. No, 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 yeah. no. Can't. Don't even do that. Don't even do that. Honestly, if you do like a dude. Go up to the person and tell him. Just tell him. Yes, because half the time guys aren't even thinking about it. No, right? We're not creeps. Yes. No, we've thought about it. We've also thought about how we're gonna get rejected. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Or don't want that kind of trauma. Or just gonna go home. Or you're thinking about when's the next time you're gonna get more food, snacks, right? No, but what I'm saying is, is that it's just because a guy is like it doesn't mean he's automatically thinking about sex, right? Yes. Oh, snacks was not a proxy like, for how people look like a snack. I yes, want actual snacks. Yeah. It, no. Look. Yeah. Chocolate but, chips. Uh, it, the, the thing is, is that it's you like see his pantry. That's the rewards cabinet, not the snacks cabinet. It doesn't We're matter. Digressing. Continue. I don't have a rewards cabinet. Um, get one. It's fantastic. No, I just make pizza. Right. Um, so the 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 thing for me is the one thing that I wanted to ask you is isn't that entire thing completely removed nowadays with online dating? Yeah, because you can right. yeah, anonymously or swipe whatever. on someone like and swiping there's right, no real rejection Swiping anymore. right nowadays is the biggest indication, right? Well, it should be the biggest indication. People are like, no, 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 it's not even an indication. It's it's a match. Yeah, it's a match, right? But, okay, look. And I there's no rejection anymore. Wow. Because guys are just well, swiping look, well, look. left and right. Like you there's see, numbers, that's the thing volume. Well. No, but you see, that's the thing as well. Guys are swiping right like crazy. Girls are swiping right, but they do nothing with it. I mean, how many times have we had discussions where you swiped right, swiped right twenty times, right? 
But if you go and ask a friend of yours who's a girl, how many people have swiped right on you and you swiped right on them? She's like hundreds. Well, it's it's it, the the odds are it's a I'm gonna say it's a sausage fest for for uh, mm. of those apps. So it's favorite. So there's a chase game on the app too. Yes, right. What's it? So there's people on TikTok and people on Instagram and people that are literally like guys. This is the way I got into I got this girl Snapchat and these are the lines that I used right and people there's people like by that. the way Michael Hussey also has a right. has a so, has a has a messaging a boss. system a high yeah, messaging system so you see now before the system was she drops the handkerchief you pick it up now it's the system is you need to send these three the types most, of messages uh, like what is the line what is the word I'm missing more the the most catchy the most catchy line yeah. otherwise oh you're out yeah, yeah. yeah. advertising you know? this is marketing automation yeah. yes. no, your first three emails you drip feed communication no, then there's a call to action how, <laughs> what the fuck no but how Sorry. has how has that changed from from what it was before other than the fact that you are now bringing the people to you on your phone Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Right. The, everything's still there. Like you're saying, rejection is still there. Right. The the chase and the, the scale of the rejection is much lower. Though. You know, but but also like the anxiety. Like for example, if you have social anxieties, if you have communication issues, that sort of thing is removed. Which I think perhaps people people um, identify with most, right? So let's just say, picture it this way: if if someone if if a woman you are in uh, a woman or guy that you like. Um, you see them with a group of friends. You're not going to go up and approach them. Why? Because there's one the that fear that social anxiety. Yes, exactly, right. Mm. But if you swipe right, they're in that same group. Mm. You see that same person. You're gonna swipe right. That's removed now. Mm. You know. Mm. Um, yes, because no one's watching you crash and burn. You're <laughs> crashing and burning in the comfort of your own home. But but one of the one of the things that I prefer about just direct communication is communication. Yeah, like we it's like seeing a relationship is about building communication yeah. in the end anyway. Um, and for me, text. yeah, exactly. You can be tone deaf on on the phone, for example. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of people are. Yeah, I true. I try to employ empathy on on texting, but it's not easy. <laughs> Game is hard, dude. That's very complicated. No, it isn't. It, it's not easy. But I mean, like like Depends saying like that. That game has entirely it's changed. changed context of the person you're talking to. Mm, of course. Mm. No, that game has changed for sure. Um, I still think I still think there is room or or where you can actually have in that social situation go up to each other. Whoever does it, it doesn't matter. Um, ladies, if you want to do it, go for it. Don't don't think that it's a gender specific role. Mm. I think there's still a place for that. I still, you know, as we as we now open up on this pandemic. Mm. This, I think uh, there's nothing wrong with the lady making the first move. You know, you know, I was actually watching a video this morning. You know, Steve Harvey. I don't know what show is it. The Steve Harvey show where he, people well, like in the there's crowd the one, ask there's the one. Yeah. So he has. Like so before his before his actual talk show. Yeah. He has. He just lets people talk. Right. So that show, some guy went on there and he's like, I go to the store every day to like get lunch or whatever, and there's this girl there, right? And he said, Steve Harvey, can you give me a one liner? Right, that I can like get her to mm. like notice me or whatever. And Steve was like, "No, <laughs> girls don't use. They don't like one-liners, right? He's like, they don't want one-liners. They want you to communicate. They want a conversation. Like you're saying, communicate, right? They need to be open, right? And he's like, it doesn't matter what happens. Just go and tell her how you feel, right? And I think with guys, 
there's a lot of rejection is a thing, right? It's it's a big thing for us, right? It's a really big thing for us. I mean, you don't want to be rejected, but also, you know what? Just go and say it, right? And if she rejects you, she rejects you. At least you know. At least you know. At least you know, right? True. That you did what you could. I'm not saying go up to every girl and tell them that you, that you like them. I mean, pick one, right? And start there, mm-hmm. right? And have a good reason. Not just because she looks... Or you can start with she looks great and then find out what she's like, right? But don't just go to like 10 girls in a row and be like... Okay, the numbers came. <laughs> if you're okay with getting you're rejected... You're going to strike out 10 times, perhaps. No, but if you're okay with getting rejected like that, you know what? One out of 10, right? It's a numbers game. Yeah, for sure. That's a different kind of strength, though. Right? But we'll get rejected by nine people. You know, but 100%, if it, it, it comes down to communication. Um, and if, yeah. if you are open with communicating, then... And when I say this, I'm not only talking about guys. I mean, anyone. If, if I saw another um, TikTok of a girl and she's, she was like, this guy, at my uh, gym crush, gym crush. Yeah, that's the one. Gym crush is me and my gym crush were the only people in the gym that early in the morning. She actually went and spoke to him and she gave him her number. Nice. Right? What a win. No, but I mean, like that's, I think Prost that's the environment we live in now and we can actually do that. That should be normalized. Should yes. be encouraged. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's making guys lazier, right? Because now we can just expect girls to come up to us. Right? No, 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 but it's girls. against the norm. Dude. It's, it's against, against the norm, the norm right? Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it goes that way in future, right? Yeah. It'll make guys naturally lazier, right? Because they'll be like, wait, I'll just wait for someone to come and speak to me, right? But, um, which I, I personally for me if you like someone just go and tell them yeah right that way you also cut out all the heartbreak of does, so, does he or she like so me? I know I know Jordan um, Peterson mm-hmm. <clears throat> he, he kind of says as well for people you know him huh you know him like personally yeah of course dude he's, he's my best buddy that's <laughs> knows everybody um, you know if you're socially like not in tune socially or socially anxious and things yeah. like that in EFT, you don't know how to act in situations. Honestly, his cure is just go out there and do it. That's practice, his thing. Just That's practice. his thing. Like, it, it, it doesn't matter if you fail, but just just not getting that experience, you don't know what to expect. And you have all this fear in your head. And your mind, once again, obviously loves protecting you. Mm. Protecting you, I'm going to put it in inverted commas. Mm. Um, it's going to keep you in that space of fear, going to okay. keep you in that space of not trying. And not trying is doing more harm to you For than sure. actually trying. For sure. And actually being communicative. Actually, you know, it, it's the way I look at it. And, and Not trying equals not developing. Yes, yeah. exactly that. And one of the, you know, when I was socially anxious, anxious in certain situations, I said to myself, I have a greater fear of not doing this one thing mm-hmm. than just sitting there and giving yourself you see, safe. You've also yes. put yourself in a mindset over a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah, it takes some time. It, it takes, takes growth. It takes some you time. have to practice that too. Mm. Yes. <laughs> it's like you have to build your suck yourself up for it. And like, I'm going to yeah. do this now because mm. the pain and the fear of not doing it is worse to me. Mm. It's mm. absolutely worse to me. And that's what I kind of said. To I myself. think people should think about it. Yeah, you think. You'll do more. Also, for me, you know what? If you don't tell that person, it just makes it worse because now you sit and think about you actually like that person. Yeah. And now I'm not getting the chance. Yeah, right? Mm. And. Just go and tell them. I mean, if you lose and you get rejected, at least you save yourself some time in the future. I think people people have built rejection up to be too big, too too much yeah. from what it really yeah. is. Look at it this way, right? 
you're not getting rejected right by that person you're freeing yourself up for other things yes right i like that if you reframe it that way right like it's not only that say for example i go for an interview and i don't get the job right i can just go i can i'm opening myself up to a different one mm-hmm. right so like you always say when one door closes hundreds of other openings yeah. right and like i i would say look at it that way because then you make your life more pleasant yeah i mean i'll give you another way to look at it is that rejection is based on preference right someone didn't want you because you know what they want isn't you know what they want mm-hmm. but if someone's looking for a painter and you're a plumber and they go well i need a painter you're a plumber you can't work on this the plumber doesn't feel bad about it it's just that's not my skill set it's fine mm-hmm. go find someone who needs a plumber mm-hmm. same with you you're not what someone's looking for yeah, it's not the end of the world you just know what they're interested in you go find someone who is interested in what you want mm-hmm. you agreed agreed but also I, i wouldn't i also think that you know when when the inevitability happens and someone does give you the number or someone does like you see them out first see what it's like mm. don't just because it got accepted go along with it forever oh, yeah. yes, 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 yes 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 right um and i think that's another important thing to do even with girls if you like a guy you give him your number and he turns out to be a douchebag walk away it's it, there's a thing as well it's like never settle um for what's what's less than what you want. Yes, don't make a plumber do the painting just because you showed up. <laughs> exactly. That was really nice analogy. <laughs> yeah. Follow <Yeah>. through. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we're done with our first podcast. Hey. Matt's yeah. <laughs> that. I mean, it wasn't so bad as as I thought it was going to be. We did have a technical glitch unfortunately. We did have a technical glitch unfortunately. You know so it's just glossing over. Try and put some nice video. We will put like video. something in there. Yeah. You know, just like cats flying around. But I think it was only for a few minutes mm. um, when the camera died unfortunately. I'd rather post the content than not post. It. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean uh, uh, like in the voice so we're going to have the way we can, this is going to work is when I put this up on the video channel. Um, but we'll still have our our podcast channel uh, on the listening platform yeah, as with well, the audio yeah. which is just the audio anyway yeah, yeah. so yeah um yeah so yeah. once again thank you so much for um listening in and watching um this so is our people that tune in every week thank yeah. you <laughs> thank you so much now you can see what we look like now you can see what we look like uh, we're not all trolls uh <laughs> all potatoes <laughs> all potatoes um, but yeah this has been fun and it's probably going to yeah. be even more fun going forward yeah i kind of get a fixture yeah. yeah it is going to be a permanent fixture going forward we're going to be doing video a lot yes um so thanks once again everyone and wishing you a extraordinarily powerful week and a powerful day thank you so much and goodbye cheers bye